the Gilda's maximum lawyers community of legal entrepreneurs who are taking their businesses and lives to the next level. As a Guild member, you'll build relationships, be held accountable, and learn strategies specifically designed to get you unstuck and accelerate your plan for growth. Members are also granted exclusive access to masterminds hosted around the country. Our next event is coming up, and we're heading to Scottsdale, Arizona. There's something truly magical about the power of these in-person connections where real-time breakthroughs happen. Picture this. You're surrounded by like-minded law firm owners tackling your business and mindset challenges together. The energy is electric, the insights are transformative, and the results are game-changing. Investing in yourself is the best decision you'll ever make. The knowledge, strategies, and breakthroughs you'll gain are priceless assets that will supercharge your practice and propel you forward. Join the Guild and secure your ticket to Scottsdale at the best possible price by visiting maxlawevents.com. Run your law firm the right way. This is the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Your hosts, Jim Hacking and Tyson Mutrix. Let's partner up and maximize your firm. Welcome to the show. Welcome back to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. My name is Jim Hacking. And my name is Tyson Mutrix. What's up, Jimmy? Oh, just being a little silly. I was just sitting in the lunchroom with some of our team members and I was telling them we're getting ready to move out of our space. And I was showing them how little space we had when we first moved in and how much we've expanded over the last five years. So it was, I had them all surprised and laughing. Pretty cool. Uh, How is the move coming along? Oh, we're just getting started. So we're recording this right before Thanksgiving and we'll be moving December 16th. So uh, in a couple of weeks and we're only moving 1.1 1.1 miles away, but you think it was like moving to Alaska or something. I am watching your move with great interest because my goal is to wait for some of these prices to go way down. Um, I'm hoping to take advantage of the recession. I know that's not a fantastic thing to say, but I'm hoping that some of the prices go down. And because uh, I'd like to see, I'm going to see how it goes with you and how smoothly it goes with you. And that's something that uh, maybe for 2023 or 2024, that may be one of our goals where we try to uh, buy ourselves a building. So I think it's a, I think it's a smart investment on your part. So I'm, I'm really curious to see how it goes. Awesome. Well, you want to go ahead and introduce our guest today? I absolutely do. Chris is the Director of Operations at GNGF. He specializes in creating strategic marketing plans for law firms across the country. Over the past decade, Chris has helped drive millions of dollars of revenue for clients of GNGF. Chris is a strategic marketing leader, and he has over 15 years of SEO and SEM experience and is Google Ads certified. By the way, I'm reading this. It is so far away from me on my screen, so it's hard for me to read, but I'm getting through it. Seeing his client's online presence and revenue grow motivates Chris to working with energy and passion every single day. Chris Cassidy, welcome to the show. And you've been a, a friend of the show. You've been in the Facebook group for many, many years. It's taken way too long to get you on, but welcome. Thank you. Yeah, what an intro. Love it. Yeah, I have been, I don't know the exact number, but I know I'm sub 100 in the Facebook group, which is pretty cool. I didn't even know that. That's impressive. Nice. Very cool. Nice. Yeah. I believed in the vision and I've stuck around. So love it. Well, big points to you for that. So Chris, tell us a little bit about what GNGF is, what your role is there and sort of how you've come to be in the sphere that you're in. 
Yeah. So, I mean, G&Jeff is a marketing agency only for law firms, right? There's plenty of us out there. We're, you know, friendly competitors with a bunch of the ones that uh, we all know, which is great because, you know, we want lawyers to put money into marketing, but not get, you know, that bad SEO stigma, you know, that is out there, right? <laughs> Sometimes people think lawyers have a bad stigma around them. SEO people do as well, for sure. So we're trying to course correct that a little bit, you know, one client at a time, if you will. And my claim to fame is I was GNGF's first employee 11 years ago. So I've seen a lot, you know, Jim, you talking with your team about how, how things are growing and moving. I've seen everything right since day one. So it's really cool to see. And it's really cool to work with great clients, right? So I'm the director of operations. I run all of our client operations team, which is not sales and marketing, but everything else pretty much. So once you're a GNGF client, my team is leading that strategy with you. And we do website design, development, SEO, paid ads, OTT, you know, just anything digital is in our sweet spot for sure. And we have clients all across the country and some in Canada. So what I like about GNGF is you'll kind of do a little bit of everything in a, in a really, really good way, an effective way. And because there's a lot of companies that just do SEO or they just do paid ads. And so I, I do think it's cool. It's sort of an all-in-one solution, but I don't want to talk about all that stuff. I want to jump right in. I want to, I want to hit you with some challenging questions because I kind of want to know where we are headed in the next five to 10 years. I want to know if, you, if you'll have an idea, if you've got your thumb on the pulse to kind of figure out where is the best dollars spent right now for the next five to 10 years? Yeah. I mean, I think it, we need to really look at the idea of a uh, funnel and branding and, you know, diversifying, right? Which is the easy answer, but some people miss it. Some people are like, I need leads tomorrow. I'm going to put a bunch of money into Google ads, which will get you leads, right? But as soon as you stop, the leads stop. So I think being balanced and really looking at what are your goals and how are you going to get there, right? And not just having that quick lightning in a bottle approach. Anytime we come across a client that has that mindset, it's usually set up for failure, right? Expectations aren't going to get met or random expectations are set or moved without you knowing, right? So the clients that are most successful today will probably still be successful in five to 10 years if they have this mindset of building a brand, owning what you can, you know, which would be like not relying on paid directories or not relying on things that can change and the rug gets pulled out from under you, right? Build that brand, be diversified. In this case, do some paid ads, do some SEO, do podcast, write a book, you know, and figure out how that aligns. You know, Jimmy has a great presence on YouTube, right? Which drives, I don't know, you put in the group like 40 something percent of leads or something, which is insane. That's awesome. That's not by accident though. So I think really looking at the big picture and doing these plans, right? Like my big thing is like, what's the next year going to look like? But what's the next three years going to look like? What's the next five years going to look like? What are our goals? Are we doing the right strategies to help get us there? Sometimes the stuff you're doing today might not be the things you're going to be doing in five years. Probably not. I love that idea, Chris, of figuring out, you know, building something substantive that's going to have value and it's going to give you good ROI, not in the next three weeks, but in three, six, nine years. What are some of the things structurally that people need to be thinking about if they do want to, let's say I'm a relatively new, let's say, I don't know, estate planning lawyer in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I, I've been out on my own for two years and I want to build a firm that has three lawyers, seven paralegals, 
a support staff system of another five or six, a little marketing team. If you're that young lady or that young man and you're in that spot, what are the kinds of conversations that you're having with those kinds of clients? Yeah, I mean, we often have those type of conversations, which is deeper than marketing, right? Marketing can help support that and push that and expedite that. But those are conversations we have with our business. So naturally, we almost, whether you know we should or not, push that onto our clients that we work with, right? Like, what's your goal? What's it look like? And like, I feel like a typical marketing agency is probably not approaching it that way. They're like, you're paying for six blog posts and we're going to do SEO and paid ads. Hope you like it. You know, if our client's goal is I want to hire two attorneys so I don't do as much work and I want to be more of the visionary, how do we help get you there? Right. And some of that is not going to be like, oh, pay G and GF to do more things. It's like, let us, you know, use our expertise or our experience to help get you there, whatever that might be. So I feel like goals are important, but how you have those conversations with external vendors, if you will, I feel like doesn't happen a lot. So I feel like sometimes the attorney or the firm might need to push that, you know, envelope a little bit. Like, here's my goal. What are we going to do to help get me there versus the reverse, right? Like here, here's the package you're buying. You know, I don't like when agencies or SEO or providers sell the package without that back and forth or that dialogue to say like, is this even what is going to help move you forward? You know, sometimes it's not. You used a word before that Jim and I were talking about, I don't know, a few weeks ago, and it's the word funnel. And Jim asked me, he said, what do you have, like, what percentage of lawyers do you think actually know what a funnel is? And I, I don't re- remember what my response was. It was pretty damn low. Jim's guess was pretty damn low. Tell people what a funnel is, but what percentage, you talk to lawyers all the time. So what percentage of lawyers actually know what a funnel is? I mean, they know the concept of a funnel, but not applied to marketing for sure. I would say it's very low. You guys are spot on. Simply put, you know, there's different stages of the funnel, right? You know, there's going to be like a, a, at the top of the funnel, it's wider awareness and people that are probably in this case, not ready to hire you, you know, but you're building familiarity, you're building awareness, it's top of mind awareness. As we get further and further down, in theory, those people are more ready to buy or more ready to become a client. It's not an accident, though, that they just magically fall down, you know? So once people are in your funnel, how are you moving the right people down? And how are you moving the right people out, you know, or the wrong people in this case out? Because it's not the right time or they're going to be a bad client, whatever it might be. So there's different strategies and tactics throughout the way, you know, of each stage of the funnel. Easy example is like a pay-per-click advertising, bottom of the funnel, right? Someone has a need. They don't really care about your brand. You know, they are clicking. They did a search. If they see enough good things, they're going to hire you. You know, a more top end thing is going to be, we want a lot of visibility. Like we're going to put a lot of educational content out there on YouTube and some people are going to follow us and watch. And then some of those people are going to come down the funnel if they have, you know, a a need to hire a lawyer, you know? So it's visibility and then knowing like where people fall and what strategies fit within the funnel primarily. You mentioned something that I really struggled with as related to my funnel, and that was moving people out of the funnel. I thought that I needed to keep everybody in the funnel and that I needed to be paying attention to every single lead equally as opposed, I know this sounds dumb, but as opposed to focusing on those that are serious about buying, serious about hiring, 
serious about hiring maybe now or in the next six months. I just thought that I needed to keep everyone there just on the off chance that they reached out. And and when we started focusing on, you know, really following up with those that seem pretty interested, as simple as that sounds, that was a huge shift. Yep. That's a valid point. hundred percent. And you're uh, spot on with uh, the assumption and most people have it of, I've gathered these people's contact information in whatever way. I don't want to lose them, right? Because there's that off chance that it might turn into something. But that effort, whether it's a little bit or a lot, can probably be applied to the people that are closer, you know, to driving revenue for the firm, you know, at the bottom, towards the bottom of the funnel. So great awareness. I want to shift gears a little bit because I've been hearing about Web 2.0. I think it, frankly, is a bunch of hogwash, but I'm sure history will prove me wrong, which is fine, but I don't get it. I don't think that people are going to go on Web 2.0 to get clients, but I wonder if that's on your radar and something you all are looking at and monitoring and kind of what your thoughts are on it. I mean, on the radar, but I think I'm skewing more towards where you're at, Tyson, versus some of the, you know, the others that are all bought in, you know, who knows, something could happen and mature and turn into something. But right now there's so much going on where we're at and so many clients that can be had and so much business that can be grown, like, and untapped resources and opportunities. and, and this sphere, it's like, let's, let's dominate this while we can, you know, because there's so much opportunity. There really is. Chris, uh, one of the reasons that I wanted to have you on the show was, I mean, like you said, you've been in the group for a long time. You're always adding a lot of value. There was a particular post by my friend, Dan Schnurbush about some struggles he was having with Google and you jumped right in very kindly, walked him through what the problem was that he's having. Talk to us a little bit about that mindset, the mindset of, you know, I don't know if you've ever gotten any clients out of Maximum Lawyer. I hope you have. But, you know, that concept of leading with value, I think so many lawyers like spend so much time thinking about how important they are and how great they are and talking about that as opposed to like answering people's questions or helping people out or, you know, moving people along their journey. Talk to us a little bit about that, will you? Yeah. I mean, the example with Dan is a great one, you know, and He's not a client and it doesn't matter. It's just in that instance, I saw a someone in need and was freaking out. And for those that don't know, it was a website DNS issue, email not working. Just like put yourself in those shoes for a second. Like, I don't know what to do. You know, I've put that fire out a hundred times over the past decade. So it was a three minute thing for me. And whether it was three minutes or 30 minutes, I would have done it, you know, like, because in that on the other side of the coin, I would want someone to do the same thing for me. So, you know, that old adage of, you know, treat people the way you want to be treated. Yes. So true. But leading with value is huge and trying to help out. And that's why I love the maximum lawyer group, right? Like, yes, we have gotten clients from it a hundred percent, but whenever I'm engaged with that in the group, that's not my goal. And you, I feel like that's the goal in general with the group is like, we're not selling, like don't sell. If you're selling, like delete that post, you know, you might be kicked out. You guys probably kicked out some people in the day because that's just not what it's about. It's a safe spot for marketers, a smaller piece, but then lawyers that like marketing to come together. Awesome. Like the best group on Facebook that I'm in, I think. So, you know, I, I, that's just how I've always operated. I'm a serial like entrepreneur. I've built separate businesses. I've helped build this business. I've helped friends build businesses, not related to legal, like you name it. Like if I can help for five minutes and save someone hours a headache, like that's what gets me going, you know? 
Yeah, we've we've kicked out hundreds of people and spent a lot of effort uh, keeping out people that are uh, you know the marketing vultures of the world. But with that, lead, let's stay with leading with value when it comes to attorneys and let's say websites. Let's let's do a website. Obviously, a lot of the information on there is leading with value. You're providing the information, but it used to be that you'd offer a lead magnet, like let's say it was a book or something like that. You know. So when it comes to leading with value and it comes to lead magnets and all that, is there is there something that's working better over other things right now? Like whenever it used to be like a free book, I don't think that's a thing anymore. Like what's working now? It varies, but honestly, it comes down to like getting people where they want to go faster. If for the estate planning example, it might literally be a webinar, right? There's so much I can't digest it all. I'm not going to read your whole website. And even then, how does that apply to me? Hey, join this webinar. You can ask questions, Q&A, whatever. It's an hour of time. You know, webinar conversion rates super high. You know, 20 people attend, signed six people up, whatever it might be. When we're not thinking about that or not thinking about like a lead magnet or something, just the way that the website is built and structured. Think about if someone, you know, is in a car accident, if they come here to your homepage, what's the next step you want them to take? You know, put yourself in their shoes. What's the journey? Is it just call you or is it like, what are, what obstacles do we need to overcome? Right. Are you the right law firm for the job? Do you have reviews? You know, do you have content that talks right about my specific situation? Are you, you know, do I talk to the insurance company or not? You know, those, those type of things. It really comes down to knowing the path that your prospective clients are going down and meeting them there and holding their hand, right? Like, don't just have a page, one page on your site that says, yeah, we do car accidents. You know, if you're in one, call us. It's like, how can we meet them closer to where they're at? You know, what questions do they have? Those type of things, you know, but easy, right? Like downloading, you know, a guide or a lead magnet or getting our free book, like, that's great. Great for branding, great for expertise, you know, credibility building. But how can you help them right now is, I think, the gap that we don't want to lose, you know? You're listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. Our guest today, Chris Cassidy, he's the Director of Operations for GNGF Marketing. He's an OG Maximum Lawyer member, and we're glad to have him on the show today. Chris, if I were to ask you, what are the two or three biggest mistakes when it comes to marketing that you see lawyers make and law firms, like ones that want to grow? What are some common mistakes or what I'd really like to know, what are some common mindset problems that people have? Great question. I think they're very intertwined. You know, like I was just had another meeting right before this. And one theme that is consistent that always pops up, you know, when we look at our clients and I think it's not just obviously unique to GNGF, but unique to lawyers that are investing in marketing is you make that decision at some point to say, I'm ready to invest in marketing. You know, I have my firm, I have a website that I've built myself or whatever it is, but I need help, you know, which is a smart decision, right? Just like, hey, you can't do this case by yourself. You should hire an attorney, which is true. We all relate to that. I think the issue that some firms fall into is this is a lot of money that I'm spending on marketing, say in the first year. And then if they don't see the direct ROI, you know, return on, on that investment, some are saying, this isn't for me. You know, I got to stop. And as a lot of people listening and you guys probably know, you're not going to get that direct, you know, ROI in this short time period sometimes, depending on what it is. So like website content, SEO, some things take time. And it's not like you know, me as a SEO 
expert saying that to like pad our numbers or say, we need more time to figure this out. Sometimes that's just what it is. You know, you went to from nothing to whatever, 10 million views on YouTube over what series of years, right? It's not like overnight. So what I don't like to see is when lawyers jump off the ship too soon and then get that bad taste in their mouth about marketing and then never go back to it, you know, in, in that capacity. And it's just like, what happens if you wouldn't have jumped off and you would have kept your foot on the gas? And then in year three, you know, you're getting leads for $60 and they're, you know, six figure car accident cases, you know, ROI easy. So like that's, I've seen a lot of firms leap too soon and not, you know, lean into the positive KPIs and things that are moving in the right direction just because the ROI isn't there yet. Chris, let me ask you about something. So I listened to over the weekend, a podcast, it's Freakonomics Radio by Stephen Dubner. And the podcast was, is Google getting worse? And they give the example in that podcast about plumbers whenever the yellow pages were really big and how they did this study and they found that the worst plumbers are the ones that they would like, they have like the AAA triple, uh, you know, whatever plumbing and A1 plumbing, but, but they would get the most customers. Right. And they were kind of analogizing that to how Google is sort of becoming where it's almost the same thing. And I just, I want to get your thoughts generally on that and, and what you're seeing. I mean, you definitely have the, the equivalent, right. <laughs> you know, nowadays with the Google, my business or Google business profile, people, you know, mashing up their business name and, you know, those type of things. I feel like it's getting better. You know, there's a patch there where it was like, you know, it feels like every listing is spam in that capacity. So it's still going to be there. It's inevitable. I think Google is trying to combat it, which by the way, anything with Google, my business or now Google business profile, like adding new locations or things like it's way harder <laughs> to add things, you know, the days of the phone or the postcard, like usually now it's like video verification, like pull out your phone while you're at your office, show us, you know, we're going to get on with a live person. It's like, whoa. So that goes to that point. I think Google's doing what they can, but it's just, it's, it feels like the wild, wild west sometimes, you know, um, like what's next. And there's going to be a new thing that people are going to spam and then it's going to get, you know, reined in a little bit. But for the most part, I feel like it's, it's not as bad as it's been. Hopefully that's a good thing. Chris, one of the things that I've noticed with my SEO company that really makes me happy is they, they focus on incremental improvements, just getting a click-through rate or conversion rate just to go up 1% or half a percent. Can you talk about the importance of sort of small victories when it comes to marketing? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the small victories are there for a lot of firms or all of them. I think they're not easily realized if you're not a, looking at the numbers or knowing how to interpret them, right? Like, hey, click-through rate is 3%. All right, 3% sounds horrible, you know? Oh, actually, no, 3% is great, you know, in this capacity, whatever it might be, right? So that's where, like, the marketing agency or whoever you're working with is going to have that, that color with it to say, like, we increased by half a percent on the, on the surface. Like, if I told my wife it increased by half a percent, she's like, what is like half a percent? That's nothing. But in like marketing sense, depending on what it is, it's like, that's huge. Like that's, you know, 50 more clicks and seven more leads and two more clients. Huge. So, you know, to that end, like the idea of like conversion rate optimization, I think is neglected. And the way that I 
we'll put that in easier terms to to understand is say you have 500 people coming to your site, you know, per week or month or whatever it is. Say you convert and what convert a lead, you know, 10% of those, which is healthy, really healthy. Say you did a few tweaks that move that up from 10 to 11. What type of impact does that have for the year? You know, like in one month, hey, we got, you know, three more leads or whatever it is for the year. We got 36 more leads and we normally convert leads at this percentage, you know, say it's 30% or whatever it is. Wow. We made that one change and we got five more clients from it. How do we do more of that? And, you know, it's not just hope and pray that something happens. We make a change, monitor it, measure against it and say, let's do it again. You know, that worked. So that's in the grand scheme of things easy. It's not, hey, we need to double traffic by in six months, which is a big ask. It's how do we squeeze a little bit more from the traffic we've already worked really hard to get? So I think that's something that gets lost. And that's something that should be continually evaluated. Love it. Great advice. All right, Chris, we are up against the time. So I am going to start to wrap things up before I do. And I'll remind everyone to join us in the big Facebook group. Uh, great people like Chris are in the Facebook group and Chris, he's always contributing. So we, we definitely appreciate your contribution, Chris. So join us there. If you want a more high level conversation, go to the guild, go to maxlawguild.com. We'd love to see you. And while you're listening to the rest of this episode, if you don't mind giving us a five-star review, we would greatly appreciate it. Jimmy, what's your hack of the week? So for my hack of the week, I want you to think like an Eagle Scout. So when an Eagle Scout or someone who's about ready to apply to be an Eagle Scout um, wants to complete it, they have to do a project. And here's the thing. They can't do the project all by themselves. They have to get help. So for instance, we had a young man in our troop back when the boys were younger who wanted to um, build a wooden walkway between the church parking lot next to our school to the school because it was real muddy and everybody was tracking in mud. And so he had to find different people to help. He had to have someone sort of do the survey. He had to have someone do the um, design and then he had to go figure out how to get the wood. And it was a much bigger project than just he himself, Mason, could pull off. So when you find yourself at your firm, you know, we, we talk all the time about how you don't have to do everything yourself. But I think that thinking like an Eagle Scout is a good mindset. It's like, who can I get to help with this? What can I delegate? And how can I get different people involved in the project overall? Great advice, Jim. I've never thought of it that way. So good stuff. Chris, you, I'm assuming by now, know exactly what we're going to ask you next. So what is your tip or hack of the week? I would say it's hack of the week. But it fits because it's, you know, we're getting close to the end of the year. So my hack of the week is schedule your 2023 and beyond goals slash marketing meeting, whatever you want to call it. You know, whether you use traction or EOS to guide things, great. If not, have the meeting, get some stuff down. To Jimmy's point, pull in help when you need to. But if you don't schedule that meeting, it's going to be March before you know it. And you're going to be behind the eight ball and not reach your goals for 2023. You know, we've still got time. We've still got time before the end of the year. So let's get it done. It's funny. We've not had a guest in a long time that's regularly called Jim, Jimmy. I just love it. I just love that so much. That shows you how OG is. Yes, I love it. I love I it so like much. I feel like if I'm sub 100 into the group, I can do that. Maybe I just, you know, yep. maybe not. Next time I can say Jim. But no, that's all right. I love I it. I don't know. I absolutely love it. All right. So my tip of the week is to... 
I, I figured this was kind of fitting because we're having you on here, Chris, is like audit your the the potential new client experience from the leads ex, uh, uh, perspective, right? So audit that and see what it's like. Do like test it out yourself. So go to your website, test it out what it's like to actually contact your firm. And another way of doing it is actually reaching out to some of your clients that have hired you, ask them what the process was like, but then also ask some people that um, are friends of yours, hey, go through the process and see, you tell me what you think and how easy or difficult is it for them to reach out to you. So audit that experience. And I, I'm assuming that all of us will probably find that it's not nearly as good as what we would hope. So that is my tip of the week. Chris, thank you so much for coming on. Really, really appreciate it. We'll have to have you on some more because I, I think that your tidbits are, are fantastic. Appreciate the opportunity. And yeah, I'm always, always game for it. You guys have built a great group. So happy to contribute where I can for sure. Thanks, bud. Sweet. Thanks, Chris. Thanks for listening to the Maximum Lawyer Podcast. To stay in contact with your host and to access more content, go to MaximumLawyer.com. Have a great week and catch you next time.